Hello, and welcome to the Freedom Challenge online podcast. Here at the Freedom Challenge, we strive to do good by helping enslaved women and children to do more than you ever thought physically possible and to do it together by connecting women with a heart for a hurting world. We hope you enjoy your time being informed and encouraged with host Tracy Doherty and our amazing guests. So let's get ready and join Tracy for this week's episode. Hello, Freedom Sisters. Thank you for joining me today on the Freedom Challenge Online Podcast. Today, I am honored to have the Director of Freedom Challenge Africa, Annalise, calling in from South Africa. Now, Annalise was a part of the early years of the Freedom Challenge that was then called the Freedom Climb. And she knew and loved Kathy Anderson, the visionary behind the Freedom Challenge. So by way of reminder, the month of October, we will be honoring the life and legacy of Kathy Anderson, the visionary and the founder of the Freedom Challenge, who sadly transitioned to heaven in December five years ago. And to that end, we will be focusing on telling the creation story of the Freedom Challenge and raising funds for the Kathy Anderson Scholarship Fund. Now, these funds help women from all ages and backgrounds with the registration fee to participate in a Freedom Challenge. These challenges are so life transformational, and we don't want anyone to miss out. The personal growth of women was Kathy's passion, and this scholarship fund is started in her honor and for for her to keep the for us to keep her legacy flowing throughout the heart of the Freedom Challenge. Now you can find an application online at our website, thefreedomchallenge.com. I hope you'll go check it out. So now I want to rec- welcome Annalise. And Annalise, would you just start off about sharing, just sharing a little bit about yourself? And even about the early years of the Freedom Challenge and how you got connected. Hi, Tracy, and thanks for the opportunity to share a bit of my heart and memories about Freedom Challenge with your listeners on this podcast. The Freedom Challenge ministry is very close to my heart. Um, I lead the work here in Africa. I am a wife of a naval officer, a mother of two adult children now. Can you believe it? And um, yeah, we are getting ready for that empty nest phase of our parent journey. My son, Ruben, um, he's a swimmer at heart and soul, and he will start his studies in Miami. And um, he got a swimming scholarship there. So he'll be departing for um, the USA in, in January next year. And my daughter, Kiara, will start her two-year um, discipleship internship um, yeah, in South Africa. Yeah, it's it's amazing to see how God is um, leading the next generation into ministry. Congratulations, Annalise. That's amazing. Job well done. So I think I'll be I'll be visiting Freedom Challenge USA next year. <laughs> I'll have a reason now to visit. I love it. Yeah, my journey with Freedom Challenge actually started in um, September of 2011. I actually got my nine-year Facebook um, reminder this month. Um, I met uh, Surya Skolz. Her husband, Kun, was one of the Africa area leaders. And um, you know, she just shared with me in those early days about the dream Kathy had to mobilize everyday ordinary women to take part in the climb of Kilimanjaro in 2012 of January. 
And I was just fascinated with this concept of ordinary women taking a stand against the social justice of human trafficking. And I will be honest, in those years, I really was not aware of the full extent of human trafficking and modern day slavery. I knew about the exploitation of farm workers to produce coffee and chocolate, and but my knowledge and understanding were really very limited. And I must admit, I'm not a sporty person, <laughs> and adventure was never high on my bucket list. But something about this challenge captured my heart. My initial commitment to Surya was to help out with fundraising and events to create awareness about the climb. And one day I was hanging my washing and I just really felt this prompting in my heart to participate in this climb. I had a long talk with Surya about it and we prayed together. I will never forget that moment in her study. And I also asked a few people to pray with me. And it was very important for me to also get my blessing from my husband. And like they say, the rest was history. Mm. Um, in January of 2012, I left on a plane to Kenya with um, 47 other women from around the globe to participate in the first freedom climb in Africa. And I had a wonderful opportunity to be in the same team as Kathy Anderson and all the women who had God had picked to be part of this historic event. Um, we set two world records on that mountain that year. So we were the biggest group of women to ever summit the mountain. And also we had the highest percentage to reach the top um, of Uhuru on, um, on Kilimanjaro. So it was really a mountaintop experience. We had a prayer team at the base of the mountain interceding for us every day. And they also specifically focused on the injustices um, that uh, is connected with human trafficking and modern day slavery. So I really witnessed God's grace and mercy meeting every woman on that mountain in his unique way. What a significant story. I mean, just the fact, you know, just listening to you, I chuckle a little bit when you say, you know, I'm not a sporty woman. Hey, there's something about the both of us that God pulled us into something that seems so highly unlikely, but it was more about the why behind it, what he wanted to do in you, what he wanted to do in me. I share the same story, not sporty, love what God's doing in the ministry. And I imagine you were just absolutely stunned at what your body was capable of doing with this huge group of women um, empowered by the Holy Spirit. I know that that is a, that is a really really challenging thing to overcome. So hats off, lady. I've not done it. I'll have to come to you for advice when we go there. So I will just tell you, there's, there's nothing romantic about being six, oh, nearly 6,000 meters up a mountain. <laughs> oh, well, I know. When you're up there, there is nothing romantic. And you, I, I love this idea that, you know, I think the majority of you summited, isn't that correct? I mean, that's that's a big deal. Only three women that um, not go to the, the right to the top, um, wow. but many many did summit um, the first. Um, so you walk on the rim of a crater. Yeah. Um, so many got to to the first point actually. Um, yeah, and then the majority. I think we had in the eighty percent of women that summited. Wow. I love it. It was truly, it was truly, truly a magnificent experience. And I know um, 
we will talk about this later, but there is an actual book that was assembled with all of these stories, which will so be fun to hear your, you know, little snapshots of that from your eyes. And that book will be linked in the show notes as well. But I would really love, because as we talked about, we're honoring Kathy this whole month, actually September and October, the actual months that she climbed Mount Whitney and the Holy Spirit deposited this vision. This is why we're wanting to just kind of reframe what their original heart behind it was. But I would love for you to tell us a few of your favorite memories about Kathy or even just about that first freedom climb in 2012. I think we, we many times reflect on this and, um, yeah, have such fond memories of, of this, um, amazingly humble woman. You know, Kathy had this unique ability to make every woman she met felt like her best friend. Um, she was very humble. She was also a no nonsense person. I think you know her personally. <laughs> so she didn't take any nonsense. Um, she was really a school teacher in heart and soul. Um, she made you believe in yourself and in God's mercy and grace to meet you where you are, but also not to leave you there. Um, you know, there's, she always believed that God had bigger and more, um, significant plans for your life. And I think my fondest memory of her was the big old panty tradition that she started on that first climb. She knew exactly who needed the most encouragement on that particular day and how to make you believe you can. Mm. Um, she shared with us on the first night on that mountain, you can imagine mobilizing nearly 60 women to go to Africa. Um, it's, it's quite a task. And she did all of this so much hands on. Um, she shared with us on that first night, she couldn't, couldn't go to sleep. Then, you know, the moment was just so overwhelming. And she went outside and she just looked at the stars. And as she sat there and took it all in, she said she saw these wispy clouds move through the air and the full beauty of God's creation displayed. And I think she really had a very intimate moment with God, her Heavenly Father, that night. You know, her obedience and commitment to the call that God placed on her life not only helped to set women free that is captured in slavery, but also allowing God to heal every woman from her own enslavement in these challenges. And there are so many stories of restoration and hope that happens on these challenges. Um, and like you mentioned, the book's name is Challenge to Climb. And it captures many of these stories of those um, first um, few years. And I would really encourage every woman to read and find encouragement for their own walk to freedom and abundant life that Jesus promised in John 10, 10. Yeah. And I know that this was a very transformational time in your life. And we'll get a little bit into how the Holy Spirit continued to lead you even deeper into this movement, which is so beautiful. You having no idea what that first yes would turn into. And you having no idea what would happen in your own soul when something physical that was probably very out of touch to, you know, can I even do this, that you actually did it. And I think about some of the slogans that we use now, it's, you know, uh, do good. We talk about doing justly, 
um, and then doing more than you ever thought you could do possible, which is what you did, and then doing it together. You know, it's just this powerful union of that vision of what happens when sisterhood comes around a common cause, when we break open ourselves through physical barriers and sort of pressing in and the spiritual peace that happens. And then when we do that together for the common good, for the gospel, man, it really does move heaven in the most unique way. Thank you for your heart about Mm -hmm. Kathy. I love hearing about Kathy through other people's eyes. And actually just our last podcast, I had Raylene, who interestingly enough, came up with the idea of the big girl panties. And um, those of you who listened last week, you heard her talk about actually giving these panties to Kathy as a symbolic gesture to her to say, hey, you need to put your big girl panties on. And then consequently, (laughs) how that's just continued to pass on. And um, so, you know, it's it's funny, Annalise, because I, through the years, have seen grown women cry when they get these panties. It is it is like this is like an Emmy Award or something to people. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. You have to be you have to be on that mountain to experience it. Yes, I always like to say, if you don't go, you don't know. There's just some mystery out there on those trails and those places of prayer and those deep places in creation and with your sisters and that vulnerability that really does create um, some pretty remarkable moments for God to move and work on behalf of. So as we talked about earlier, you are now, actually you and I were pretty much hand in hand, I think within a few months of one another to our yes to directing Freedom Challenge Africa, Freedom Challenge USA, really burst out of the same heart and vision of Kathy Anderson. And I would love for you to share a little bit about your why behind this yes. What actually led you to saying yes to this big task of being the Freedom Challenge Africa director? Now, Tracy, that's a million-dollar question. (laughs) I always say if God told me in 2012 where I would be today, I would either run in the opposite direction or I would laugh like Sarah did. Mm. I can honestly say God doesn't call the equip. He equips the called. Mm-hmm. Um, I had my own journey to freedom and redemption from a very troubled and challenging childhood. Um, even into my um, adolescent years, I had, you know, my own road to, to freedom that I had to walk. Mm-hmm. But I always knew that God wanted to use my story of redemption and restoration for his purpose and to build his kingdom. And I can truly testify that those who Christ has set free are free indeed. Amen. And this this passion and life mission um, of mine is to meet those that are broken and lost along my journey and point them to the one who can heal and restore their lives. You know, you talked about community and doing it together. I think it's Nelson Mandela that said, What's count, what counts in life is not the mere fact that we have lived. It's what difference we have made to the lives of others that will determine the significance of the life we led. Mm. Um, and modern day slavery is not only a humanitarian problem. It's a moral and a spiritual battle. And mm. for this reason, we must mobilize the body of Christ to take a stand against this injustice. We must mobilize believers to pray and fight this battle on our knees. 
And I'm very passionate to mobilize men and women to educate themselves about the realities of human trafficking and to recognize the signs, um, but also to know how to report any suspicious behavior, to raise awareness in communities about this reality. And unfortunately, fear is keeping many believers from speaking up about it. And I think this is why it's so significant, the two legs that Freedom Challenge is standing on. You know, we raise these funds for the projects, but we also have the voice. We speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. And mm. we have we have to um, put these um, voices into the communities, uh, Christian communities around the world. Yeah. Wow. It's good. And I love that you mentioned the need for the men to rise up and be a part of this battle for two reasons. Although Freedom Challenge is really a ministry of OM that engages women, women for women, women using their voice for women, it cannot be apart from the image-bearing male gender. We need our brothers. You know, I think about just the portion of scripture in Proverbs 31 which it was, you know, it was basically King Solomon reflecting on words of his mother. And, and what was said is, you know, stand up for those without a voice and those that are being oppressed and crushed. And what's remarkable about that is it really does point to the need for the kings and the influencers and the men to be a part of fighting this battle with us. And so often there's a narrative about men, you know, you're the cause of this, rather than really looking to our brothers in Christ to say, we need you, we need you to stand with us, to open your mouth for us, to fight with us. So I really do appreciate your expanding that awareness to men. We need it, and it's biblical. And the other part yeah. I heard you say that I really wanted to capture and just reiterate is this part of the need for prayer in this battle. Because if we think about oh. slavery is, it was, you know, derived in the bowels of hell. It came, you know, these these horrific pedophilia, abuse. These are Satan's ideas. It's his intellectual property. And the way that we really truly fight this battle is through prayer. And what's really beautiful about the Freedom Challenge is it's this symbolic gesture, sort of this living sacrifice where you think about, you know, human trafficking is against the body. And you have all of these women entering into this realm where they're actually using their body and their choice for good on behalf of their sisters. It really does become like a prayer in and of itself. And when we worship and pray, God fights. And I really appreciate you bringing that aspect of this into the discussion because this battle is not won apart from the presence of God showing up and bringing freedom to others. So thank you. Thank you for that. So some years back, you wrote and established a program called Traffic Wise. And I know that it has been very impactful in Africa and now is actually even moving to different parts of the world. I love that. Can you share a little bit with our listeners about TrafficWise, what the program does, and the heart behind it? Yeah, it really started with, you know, Freedom Challenge. We spoke about the two um, 
focuses that Kathy Anderson in those early years wanted to um, to really establish, and that was to raise funds, but also raise awareness about the realities of human trafficking and modern day slavery. Um, and when we, we hosted these challenges, um, it really um, mobilized so much funds. I think no one anticipated the amount of um, response we had in those early years. But um, the awareness side was really not well developed in those early years, and it was really um, not a comprehensive program developed to educate people about the realities. So we realized and we recognized that we needed something more comprehensive. We used to have a few tools in our awareness events, but it really needed to be streamlined and um, the gaps addressed. And there was an amazing team. You know, I, I do take credit for the fact that God laid this on my heart. But really, it, it, it's, it's such an organic program. And there were so many people that came and um, added to this program where it is today that it is really the body of Christ um, mm -hmm. operating in this. So, yeah, the dream of Traffic Wise was born in 2013, and it really took shape and form over the next few years. We now present seminars and workshops and ministry training to people from all walks of life and equip them to be the eyes and ears in their communities. I think that's something that we realized in those early years. We need more people to, to be eyes and ears in communities because we can't be everywhere all the time. And um, you, you speak about us going into the, uh, different places, but really the vision initially that God gave us was to prevent the most vulnerable from becoming victims of human trafficking. Mm. And how we did this through our mission was to equip and mobilize facilitators to identify and empower potential victims of human trafficking, not to fall into these um, um, tricks that the traffickers use. It's amazing to look back on this. We have trained more than 250 facilitators um, it happened already in 12 countries, um, and they use these tools to be a voice in their community. And what is so exciting to see this program being used as part of the help ministry on the Logos Hope. And in March this year, we also had the opportunity to train a team now that is operating in Hungary. So the program has really grown its own hands and feet, um, and it can be adapted to any cultural setting, which is very exciting, but it can also be used in a non-Christian setting because people are so aware of the realities of human trafficking and actually don't know what to do that we do get invitations um, into the secular world as well. And this is so exciting that God is actually using this atrocity to actually be a mobilizer for the gospel. Mm. So yeah, it's truly amazing to see how this part of the ministry has taken shape and form and used as a ministry tool to access closed communities. Um, you know, God is such a creative God. And the realities of human trafficking has opened doors to places that we had no access before. Wow. Congratulations. And just hearing this fruitful message of, you know, I mean, just that the multiplication factor of 250 facilitators in 20 countries and then moving to another continent. And I know it's always a team, and I really appreciate you saying that because that's a sign of a good leader. 
But congratulations, Annalise. Your yes to the why that God put in your heart has continued to open doors in areas influencing and shaping and impacting many lives. So congratulations on that. And um, I, I just am blown away by what has happened because of your humble efforts. It's beautiful. So one of the passions behind Freedom Challenge, and then I, even as I'm hearing you, you know, sort of digging into more about, you know, why you created TrafficWise and how you've seen it impact is just this educating for, you know, men, which we talked about, women, leaders, children, on the many horrific faces of human trafficking. And some of that people are not quite aware of, you know, how complex and um, basically horrendous this shows up in some of the most vulnerable countries of the world. And so would you share a little bit with our listeners about how human trafficking actually shows up in the many different forms? I think I always use the definition of human trafficking is the exploitation of vulnerability. And really, when you recognize that as the core base of the, and the reason and the motivation and the root causes of why it's happening, it becomes um, much easier to prevent, but also to address those vulnerabilities in communities. Mm-hmm. So according to the United Nations, the definition um, uh, of human trafficking basically focuses on four different types of trafficking. You have your sexual exploitation, um, and that includes prostitution, um, your forced labor, forced marriages. And then a lot of people don't realize that organ harvesting is a recognized form of, of trafficking, and it's mm-hmm. a huge industry. But I think it's important for us to also be aware of cultural practices and norms that is used to exploit vulnerable communities. For example, child brides, baby farms, lack of education, female genital mutilation is something that women in the West don't even know what it means. Mm-hmm. Um, honor killings um, by their own family members, bonded labor, and pornography is also one of the root issues why we see a heightened prostitution. Um, and in this COVID-19 reality that we live, pornography has just skyrocketed across the world. Yes, so many that. of these many of these practices not recognize as a form of human trafficking, but it's a form of injustice that occurs in many countries and still accepted as normal. So mm-hmm. to see the end of human trafficking in our generation, we must address these root issues of exploitation. And we have a wonderful prayer resource available if people want to pray into these issues and educate themselves about these realities. And that is called the Faces of Injustice Prayer Guide. And there is actually a PDF available um, that you can share with your listeners if they are interested in it. Absolutely. We'll actually have that PDF in our show notes for you to download and look at it is fat it is really fascinating to see the hot spots and what's happening there and just to begin to know the very specific nature and how to pray what are the facts it's a great resource and um, yes I highly recommend it as well and in the face of all of this you know we talked just briefly in our conversation before we started recording how COVID then has been compounding 
these issues? And as it has to do with Africa, what are some of the ways that you are seeing the ministries in Africa that Freedom Challenge supports being resilient and rising up even in the midst of that? Yeah, I'll be honest. I think, you know, when the realities of COVID hit Africa, um, I won't say we were prepared and a, and a lot of the ministries as well. But what really encourages me is to see the resilience of our project leaders and the people working um, in the different fields in Africa. And um, there were so many um, stories of hope. You know, this um, this one um, project in, in Zambia is called Mercy House. And a Scottish lady is leading this ministry. And while the kids were in the safe house in lockdown, they couldn't go to school. She taught them how to ride their bicycles. So we have this cute video of this uh, very vulnerable girls that learned the skill how to ride their bicycles during COVID. Um, and that to me is, is just such a, um, encouragement to see, you know, the world took a standstill and, um, the vulnerability increased and the need increased in our projects because now we didn't only feed the children, but the whole family became vulnerable and without food. But mm -hmm. here you have these stories of hope. There's so many, you know, making masks. Um, some of our projects distributed more than 500 food parcels. Mm -hmm. It's just incredible to see, um, when God touches people's heart, like you said, and they give their yes. He also provides and, um, and he's a creative God. You know, there's always ways that we can reach vulnerable communities and serve and be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. Thank you for just sharing that little pop of good news in the midst of so much heaviness. There always is, right, Annalise? If we put on the kingdom lens, we see. You just have to look for it. You know, something that you mentioned just a little bit ago that um, just kind of dinged in my ear about the issue of pornography, which is a worldwide issue. And a statistic that just came out, I think last month, was that reported cases of child pornography in the U.S. last year this time, it was 3.1 million reports. And this year, this time, because of COVID, 7.7 .7 million reports of online pornography with children. That's heartbreaking. That just shows you there is a deeper picture, this root that you're talking about, these cultural roots that fuel, um, you know, power over and, you know, some of the darkest acting out that humans could possibly enter into. So, you know, thank you for bringing that to the table. And it's really the way that we pray about the roots. You know, why is that there? And it expands our worldview when we match that with more knowledge, you know, such as you said, you know, a lot of women in the West don't even know what female genital mutilation is, but yet a lot of the world are under that oppression and it impacts greatly. Is there anything else you want to say about that before I kind of bring us to our closing comments and statements? Yeah, I think I just really want to encourage people to educate themselves about these things, you know, and to speak up. If you, if you know your child is addicted to pornography, seek help. Um, there is, there is a lot of organizations working on this. Um, but also to educate yourself, you know, that watchman on the wall that Jesus talks about in Matthew is so important. 
and we we need to educate ourselves and and make sure that we are good watchmen on the wall for our communities. Mm. Good word. So we are approaching our 10-year anniversary of Freedom Challenge. And so this month, the same month that we're talking about the creation story of the Freedom Challenge, and we're highlighting the Kathy Anderson Scholarship Fund and encouraging people to give generously that to that so that we can open more doors for more women to participate in this transformational ministry. With that, we're also this month, the month of October, opening our registration for the 10-year anniversary challenge back to Kilimanjaro. And that will be in (laughs) 2022. And, you know, back to where it all began. I'm so excited that we're opening registration this month. I'm filled with anticipation to celebrate all the work that God has done through this simple seed that was planted. I'd love for you to talk. You're hosting that. Africa, the continent of Africa, is allowing us to come in into the part of the world that you advocate and stand for on behalf of. And I'm really um, grateful for that. But share a little bit about that and encourage our listeners that they can do it. If it's in their heart, they can do it. Well, I could really say if um, your heart became, began to beat a little bit faster during that podcast, it's most probably the Holy Spirit is prompting you. Um, and I really want to encourage people to be obedient to that call. You know, this is such a significant part um, of the history of this ministry. It's a, it's a milestone that we're going to celebrate to go back to Kilimanjaro in 2022, where it all started 10 years before in 2012. And I think it will really be a significant event. Um, I'm very excited to see women who were part of that first climb to reunite and share stories that God wrote on their hearts a decade ago. But it will also be a very special moment to see the new chapter unfold with obedient participants that will allow um, God to use them to be a voice for those who cannot speak for themselves. I'm sure there will be many tears of joy and memory shared as we allow God to be the author of what he has in store for this ministry in the future. Mm. So I want to say, ladies, lace up those boots. Yes. (laughs) Go to the gym and get in love with that stair climber because you're going to need it for Kilimanjaro. It's it's a almost 800 and something meter um, uh, climb on that last day. And you do it during the night, so you really need resilience. But I want to say, do it afraid. Do it afraid. Um, God will write stories and... Um, Open up your heart to new opportunities and ministry. Um, it's only God that can turn misery into ministry, a taste into a testimony. So goals, don't miss out. And prayer will be a, an important component to that as well. We'll have a prayer team, the team ascending the mountain. And it's, it's a, it is a huge deal. And that's why we're giving you two years to get ready by opening those Absolutely. registrations. Yes. And I heard you sneak something in early in our conversation, and you were talking about coming to a Freedom Challenge in 2021. Tell me about that. 
Well, like I said, you know, with my son now living in the U.S. for the next four years, I, I need a reason to visit. But I've never actually had the opportunity to, to, to participate in one of the challenges on the U.S. soil. So mm. I've actually in faith kind of put my, my feelers out there for your challenge in California next year. So who knows, you know? <laughs> I love it. We would love to have you, Annalise. This will be the first time that we have done a challenge like this. And just for those of you who don't know, it is a walkthrough relay challenge. So there's actually five legs and we will be walking through the entirety of the John Muir Trail in five different teams. So a woman could pick wow. a varying um, uh, elevations and durations and they will backpack through, meet up with the next team, give them a big old high five, pray over them and send them on their way. So actually as a team, we will complete the entire John Muir Trail. And for those of you who are listening who are procrastinating, within one day of opening that, we had an entire team leg filled, a half of another, and a quarter of another. So I encourage you to run, not walk, to that challenge. I really hope you can come. It's going to be fabulous, but a whole different thing because you are living off the land with no porter. And that is um, a whole different thing. So it'll be great. We'd love to have you. It would be awesome. Annalise, yeah. Annalise, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, your leadership, your story, your connection to the very important past of this ministry and to the very important future of this ministry. I'm so grateful for you. I'm thankful that we are both part of this great team called Operation Mobilization are both passionate about engaging women in the world for women in the world. Thank you. Thank you for your time with us today. Yeah, I just can say, Tracy, thank you for you and your team and for everything that you do in the U.S. for us here in Africa. You are really champions for us um, and true ambassadors of the kingdom. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to meeting those new ambassadors that will be um, joining in future challenges. I am too. Thank you, Annalise. And for now, friends, thank you for listening today, for joining Annalise and I as we talked about the early beginnings of the Freedom Challenge. And so for until next time, let's continue to do good, help free enslaved women and children all around the world to do more than you ever thought physically possible and to do it together, connecting women with a heart for a hurting world. God bless. Thanks for listening to the Freedom Challenge online podcast. If you liked what you heard, join the fight to set women and children on a pathway to freedom across the globe. We are a proud ministry of Operation Mobilization USA and encourage you to learn more at thefreedomchallenge.com and omusa.org for how you can get involved. Follow us on Facebook, on Instagram at the FCUSA, and don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to let us know what you think. We'll see you next time.